Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they'd like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people who make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started to know this person behind this business. Today, my guest is Devin Ott. She is the external communications specialist with Win Waste Innovations out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Devin, welcome. I'm so happy to have you as my guest. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Bobby. Hi. Now, I had a couple of questions for you. Does Win, W-I-N, does that have a special meaning? So it is Win Waste Innovations. So the Win does mean win innovations, but it's not like a W-I-N word. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And that's a pretty hefty title, external communications specialist. Tell me a little bit about what that means and um, what Win Waste Innovations does. Definitely. So Win Waste is a sustainable waste management company. And what's really amazing about them is that they're vertically integrated and they, so we have from, we call it curb to grid service because of the sustainable nature of it. So from the time you put your trash to your curb, to the time where we pick it up, bring it to our hauling divisions, to our, whether it be a landfill or waste to energy, then we also create energy from that waste, which is very cool. So we power over 300,000 homes each year just from the waste generated that we're picking up in the communities. That's great. It's crazy. And as someone who never thought about what was happening to my trash when I put it out every week, I had my eyes wide open when I learned about when. So at when doing their external communications is very fun because of how sustainable our company is because I get to talk to customers, create all of the communications that go out in all of our marketing, working with all of the different departments. In one day, I could work with um, different folks in finance, our sales team, our customer service team, I really get to have my hands in a lot of the different pieces of our company and then take all of that information to put out into the communities so they understand who we are, what we do, and overall just getting to change the world in a very different way than I've done before. Absolutely. it's um, It's so nice to hear you talk about it because you're you're so excited about what you do. It, it, it's so nice to listen to. So congratulations. Now, how long has Wynn been around? So we Wynn is essentially 10, now 11 legacy companies that have come together oh. and formed Wynn. So our most commonly known company from around here is Wheel Braider. Okay. And Wheel Braider has been around for many years. 
but what was done is that we've merged with some collection agencies. So we do are able to provide that curb to grid model instead of just resource management at the end of the waste cycle. Was this a lot to learn? Yes, and there are podcasts about it. <laughs> there are so many different ways to learn about waste and recycling. And I still do not know everything. We have incredibly intelligent folks that work at Win that I am feverishly writing notes every time they speak. I love it. That's yes, great. Good for you. I love to see the uh, see the passion and hear the passion in your voice about what you do. That's great, and it's so cool. I had no idea that they that the that they created so much energy from waste. So, my hats off to this company. This is great. Yes, and I think what's really interesting is the Northeast has a waste problem. There's a lot of folks that don't want a new landfill in their communities. Yep. There's a lot of folks that don't really wanna think about what happens to trash waste and anything to that nature. So it makes our jobs a little bit more important in the sense that we're providing an alternative way to dispose of waste. Love it. I love it. I, I, I think it's wonderful and I can't wait to, to hear more about it um, over the next coming year or so. So now let's get to getting to know you, um, Devin Ott, a little bit better. Devin, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up locally? I did. Um, my family moved here from Nebraska when I was very young, and I went to school between the Hampton area and then up near Stratford, New Hampshire. Oh, went, what's Stratford near? It is near Northwood and um, our high school, Cobrown Northwood Academy that I went to was right on Route 4 as if you were going to Concord from Portsmouth. Yep. Okay. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And what were your parents' first names or what are your parents' first names? Amy and Jeff. And what's your dad do? He's a foreman in electrician world. Oh. So right now he does a lot of really cool solar projects. Nice. Yes. Isn't that interesting that you're both in the energy saving world? It wasn't until I said it out loud just now that I made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. I love that. I wonder if that had some kind of, you know, subliminal um, message to you at some point in your life. Never know. And what about your mom? What'd she do? She works for a very large national health insurance company. Oh, nice. Yes. Did they, did they grow up in big families? Where did they fall in the in the chain of their siblings? You know, it was, um, they both are opposites. My mom's one of five, but that side of my family is so large because my great grandmother is one of 17. Oh my God. Then nobody had less than five children since then. So there's that side. And then my dad's an only child, but has a couple of um, step uh, siblings who are the most lovely. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. How did your parents meet? Did they, did they both grow up in Nebraska? 
No, um, my family has always come to Hampton, New Hampshire. My grandmother ended up buying the house next to where we used to come visit in the summer for a week. No way. Yes. So, so cool. Yes. And she was actually born in Amesbury. So oh my God. there was some connections to this side of the country. Oh, oh I And love now we're all back. That is so cool. I just love that. And so where did your mom fall in the line of her siblings? Was she the oldest, youngest? Great question. She is second. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah, she's um, almost the oldest. Nice. I like that. It's always interesting to see um, in relationships when you when you marry, um, if you're an older oldest child and a youngest and you get married, uh, the um, I don't know, it just always interests me where they fall in the line. Yeah, middle children, middle children always have the you know the hardest time. That's what they oh, say. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> now, do you have any siblings? I do. I have two brothers. Um, there's quite an age gap. So I always used to refer to myself as an only child I love that. who became <laughs> a sibling. But now as we're older, I can't even imagine life when they weren't a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I was nine, almost 10 years old when my brother was born. Oh my God. So, yes. So you're the oldest. Yes, oh by a lot. Gosh. Uh-huh. I love yeah. that. But I think it explains a lot about me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. So tell me, what was it like to, how did, well, let me go back. Now I just have another question. What was it like being nine years old, having a little baby brother? I mean, how did you feel about that? Do you remember? I remember feeling like really dizzy but I guess my mom always tells the story I said this is better than Disney World because I've always wanted a sibling and I thought that they were going to tell me we were going to Disney (laughs) that is a great story thank you for sharing that oh my gosh I love that so you were happy about it obviously you were happy about it yes and he was like um the best toy ever like he was just like so fun to like play with and it was like a real life baby doll oh my gosh I can see you dressing him up and (laughs) taking him for walks (laughs) I love that now what was a a typical day like in your household growing up oh my goodness my mom would um laugh but it was chaotic because there was like so many different things happening because I was at such a different point in life I was like ready to go into middle school and there was babies (laughs) at our house so it was like but it I always look back on that time and I always like think of her as a superhero because I don't remember ever hearing her complain about anything so I would, um, I always was into sports. So always coordinating rides to and from. I lived almost 25 minutes from my high school, which is really inconvenient. Um, And like 10, 15 minutes from my regular school and playing soccer, running track and cross country. It always was long hours. 
and I would always come home and like fall asleep immediately on the couch in my shin, shin guards. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> well, it sounds like they kept you busy. Probably not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Bad thing. Good for you. Now, do you still run? I do. Yeah, I ran through college and then I took a little bit of a break. And now I'm learning to run for me and not for a competition. That's going to be a hard transition. It is. And what really helped was actually joining the Seacoast Half Marathon Race Committee and remembering all of the good running can do, bringing community together and making a difference and doing all of those pieces. Oh, I like that. Nice. So um, you went to school in, you said in um, where? I went to high school in Northwood and then I went to college at Colby Sawyer College. Oh, nice. That's a great school. Yes, I, it was very similar to my high school environment, but different enough to feel like I was still being really challenged, but I felt so at home there from the very first day I walked on campus. And it's still close enough yet far enough away to be a little independent and yeah, and still safe at the same time. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Now, Devin, what was your very first job? Very first. I worked at Blink's Fried Dough on the Hampton Strip. No way. Yes. As, <laughs> um, I was either 13 or 14. I was really young. And every single person in my family who was older than me had worked there before. No way. I just yes. love that. What a great story. So, I, I can't believe that. That's that. So did they just drop you off and then come and pick you up? I mean, because it's you. There's no place to park in Hampton. No. So I would either get dropped off, or my grandmother was um, a teacher. She still is. Um, she just retired, but she would. So she had the summers off. So she would work there too with me. <laughs> and so it was kind of funny. <laughs> like it was just. I, I love that. Yes. Great place. I mean, who doesn't like fried dough? Everybody's happy when they're coming to see you. I love it. Yes. What did you learn at that very first job that you've taken with you to every other job opportunity that you've had? Work ethic. Definitely. I would work at Blinks. I ended up working there for about seven years, but there... I never liked it when it was slow. Like I learned that about myself. I didn't like to like try and find busy work. I didn't enjoy that, but I would love working on Wednesday nights when the fireworks would go off and things would be really busy and we'd all have to like pull together and we're getting like a thousand Fridays out in one night. It was just like, that was what I learned is like, I like to work hard and reap the rewards of that, whether they be like kudos or tips or whatever that might look like right oh that's great I know that you've had a couple of um because this is a a a fairly new um position for you at Wynn Mm -hmm. so how did you get from Blinks to Wynn (laughs) how long is this podcast I'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) so a very short story when I was In high school, I was 
really actively involved in a group against substance misuse. Mm -hmm. And we traveled across the country and we did a lot of talks with people about how to talk to kids and include us in the conversation. Oh, that's so nice. And then yeah. you were in high school? I was. I didn't even have my license yet. And it was an opportunity that really opened my eyes to nonprofit world. And when I went to college, I had, my mindset was everyone's like, Devin, you would be an awesome nurse. <laughs> like you are, you have all of the qualities. You're really great at science. Go for it. And I was like, sure. Okay. That sounds good. Like it wasn't something I really wanted. And when I got to school and I started doing the work, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I definitely want to help people. <laughs> but I don't necessarily want to help them in that way. <laughs> and I talked with my, which led me to really thinking about the reasons why people use substances mm. and domestic violence, sexual assault, all of those pieces really were intertwined, oh, which God. led me to Haven. <laughs> and then Haven, was just, it gave me so much exposure to so many companies and so many different things that companies need that I was able to see firsthand on like, oh, I think I would be good at that. Or no, I wouldn't be good at that. And I never thought I would leave. And then I had a networking miracle happen when I was at dinner with a friend and I was talking about someone who had just left Haven and she goes, oh, well, actually this woman just left when you would actually be perfect for it if you would ever leave nonprofit world. And I was like, can we rewind? <laughs> I want to hear about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. And the rest is history. Well, nonprofit world is a very different world and um, it's hard um, to, it, it's very rewarding, but it's it's different than for-profit businesses. So um, I, I, I totally understand why you would want to at least hear about an opportunity that might, might be interesting and what a great fit for you um, at, at Wynn. So yeah, it, I'm, I'm glad that you, and what great experiences you've gotten throughout all of those uh, positions that you've had. So good for you. Great experience. Saying that, what was it about when and moving from a nonprofit world into a profit um, for a profit business? What attracted you to that? What was it that said, oh, I, I want to look, I wanted to try this? There was a couple of really important things on my list. I think one is I really wanted a great boss that I could learn from because corporate America was going to be very new to me. And I've been double blessed at when where I have two bosses who are super inspirational and really helping start my career again, because it is a different very. world <laughs> and very different than what you were doing. Yes. And I wanted to have the opportunity to still give back. And when gives that to me fivefold 
between the mission of our actual work and what we end up selling. We're not selling disposal services. We're selling sustainability. We're selling something that is so much bigger and which was super important to me coming from a very mission driven brain. Absolutely. And then culture. As soon as you walk in, when you can feel the culture and I was so excited, like people are happy to be there, want to be there. And there's people that are just so good at their jobs moving from across the country to be a part of Win, And it's just so cool to be a part of that environment. Well, it sounds like you might be one of the really cool people that um, belong to Win as well, just so you know. <laughs> so let's learn a little bit about your life right now. Tell me, are you married, single, or looking? I love that. This could end up being a dating show, but I am married. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you, and you do live locally? Yep, we live right in Northampton. Uh, we bought a house right after we got married in 2017. And it is um, everything we ever hoped for and was kind of a miracle that we founded at the timing that we did. So we Great. That is such a great, yeah, that's a great area as well. Good for you. And um, what's your husband's name, first name? Matt. And what does Matt do for work? Matt is a very talented sales manager, professional, whichever we want to call him, for a authorized retailer Verizon oh. cellular sales. Yeah. So he works in Seabrook, Northampton. Um, sometimes Dover, Portsmouth, they have stores throughout the country. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good for him. This is my last question for you in this first segment. Where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> um, I was actually, I attended a um, personality true colors training yesterday. Nice. And I learned that my personality type really likes to plan ahead and have like very high focus. So it was part of the conversations that were happening yesterday at home and at work. <laughs> and in 10 years, I love managing the projects that happen within communications. I see there's a lot of opportunities for me at when I do see myself there in 10 years um, growing with the company. And personally, I could see myself um, hopefully starting a family, whether it be through having children or adopting or foster to adopt. That's all things that me and my husband have been looking at. Family is super important and being able to start our own is great. I can see you as a such a wonderful mom, very giving, very kind and um I, I think you'd be a great mom. So, oh, thank you. and you know, I, being a, a foster mom or adopting, what a great, not only mm -hmm. get that opportunity to be a mom, but it, it, it's so much giving back and giving somebody something that they really need in their life. So I, I, 
Wow. That's awesome if you're considering that. Good for you guys. So we're going to move into the next segment. These are the same 10 questions that I ask every guest on the um, podcast. So you're ready? Mm -hmm. All right. What is your favorite word? Resiliency. Oh, I love that. What is your least favorite word? I think it would have to, can it be a phrase? I think like Sure. I think the word per, like per my last email, like per our conversation. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. No one had said that before, but you know, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. What makes you laugh out loud? Just a total belly laugh. I think just, I'm going to be corny. I think spending time with my husband, he's the funniest guy I know. <laughs> Well, that's a really good thing. It seems like you probably spend a lot of time together. So you must laugh a lot. I like it. What makes you really sad totally breaks your heart? I think when systems, going really um, the opposite direction here, um, when systems fail people, when they are looking for help, I think that when someone's ready for help and ready for change and the systems fail them. I agree with you there as well. What noise or sound do you love? Oh, waves crashing, hands down. It could be a day like today and I'll still bundle up and go to the beach and just listen. I love it. Isn't it nice? Uh, there is something really cool about it. Did you go to the beach the other day when the waves were like ginormous? I didn't. Um, I meant to go the day after, but our road was um, closed right down there. Yeah, so we get there the was a lot of flooding all over the place, so... But yeah, there were the waves were just crazy. I love that. I was actually surprised there were no surfers out there. Thank God there weren't, but seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What noise or sound just absolutely drives you crazy? You can't stand listening to it. People eating bananas. I have a little bit of like a misophonia with that. <laughs> I have never heard that one. I'm gonna have to pay attention to that noise. <laughs> Yes, especially if it's like coupled with being on a coach bus or somewhere traveling to like a sports event and everyone's just eating bananas. I would rather just. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I love that. All right. Now, Devin, this is the question that you need to mute yourself for the answer. So the question is, what is your favorite curse word? Now you can mute. <laughs> That's a good one. Absolutely. I love it. Um, there have been a couple of other people that have has, have chosen that word as well. So um, yeah. you're in a good group. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, easy. I would love to own a flower shop. Really? Yes. Now, tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> sure. My garden is my favorite place to be ever. It's my little escape. And I love veggies. I love doing all of those things. But this past year, I did a cut garden as well. Oh, and I don't think there's anything better. I thought the best thing was going to be me putting my flowers in my own base. But I would have friends come over and they would like cut their own and do that. And I would deliver flowers to like my mom or whoever. And the people's flowers just change people's days. Isn't it amazing? Oh, that's such a great thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to come see your garden. Yes. <laughs> and there's still plenty of time for you to have that little flower shop as well. You never know. Yeah. You never know. 
what profession would you not want any part of? Oh, that's a tough one. A profession, I would want no part of it. Actually, I know this. Um, I would not enjoy working. Um, although I love our fellow sanitation industry, I would not want anything to do with sewer. No, thank you. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you'd like being a nurse either. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I love it. The last question um, for you today, Devin, is what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you? Or what would you like them to remember about you? I would hope that people would remember me by my contributions and how I've been able to give back. I think um, I had a really funny conversation yesterday where about this similar topic and he's like well I don't know anyone on their deathbed that said wow I really had too much fun and I did way too much for other people like no one says that so I hope that that is what I remember by like she always had a lot of fun doing the things that she loved and she gave back while doing it that's great that's really wonderful I think you're 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 you really got a good start on that, Devin. Hope so. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. Well, I'd like to thank you to, for being my guest today um, on the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. It's been such a pleasure. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us um, before we wrap up? I don't think so. I think um, actually look into your town's recycling and see what actually is recyclable and what is not. You will be astonished. That is the takeaway of the day. And if people wanted to get in touch with a win uh, waste innovations, how would they um, how would they connect with them? Head to, we are going to be launching a beautiful website. Um, we have one now, but it's win-waste.com. And if you want to join us and work with us, um, winjobs.com. Oh, that's great. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. So again, I'd like to thank Devin Ott um, with Win, Win Waste Innovations um, located in Portsmouth. And I'd like to also thank our listeners um, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, for now, you can find our podcast on the um, Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. And this is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber in Exeter, New Hampshire, signing off. And please join us for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby next time. Thank you all. Have a great day. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.